As you get closer, you notice that there's like almost like a heat wave effect, that sort of like wobbly mm. stuff in your yeah, vision. I could, just, I could just touch it. I mean, you want me to touch it? I could touch it. I could just touch it. Let's touch it together. Oh, we do rock, paper, scissors? Let's do rock, paper, scissors. Okay, ready? One, two, and then I touch it. <laughs> <laughs> That was a clip from Very Random Encounters, an RPG actual play podcast where we randomly determine as many details as possible. Every season is a completely new story, so we recommend starting off with the first episode of whatever season we're currently running. Once you realize it's your new favorite show, you can dig into the backlog and enjoy stories of strong alien women, communist superheroes, transgender skeletons, and other things that will scare your conservative uncle. That's Very Random Encounters. Find it at www.vre.show or in the usual places. Very random encounters. Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Martin. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Martin's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. And this week, we are going to finish up with Tender. Tender, everyone's favorite dating app slash meet preference. Awesome. Before we get into wrapping up uh, on Tender, we've got a couple of fun uh, questions that came in from our audience. So, Martin, I got something important to hit you with. Uh, Yeah, what's up? These came in from, I'm going to assume you're supposed to read this username as artsy, Uh, but they say, if you were a vampire, would you feed on people you knew or would you feed on strangers? Ooh, probably strangers. Are we assuming that feeding on someone means that they are dead and or vampified? That was my assumption. That's my assumption too. So I'm going to, I'm not going to like have a friend that I'll be like, hey, do you want to be like, my, f- <laughs> hey, can I eat your blood on Monday and then you on Tuesday and then you on Wednesday? I think I'm just going to either A, feed on strangers or B, I'm going to go out of my way to try and feed on celebrities. Yeah. No, that makes I just sense. Think, I just think that like, let's go and like, uh, I'll move to LA or DC and just uh, feed on people whose names people know. Uh, that'd be my go to. How would you how would you get past their like security though? I'm a vampire. Okay, that's fair. I'm a vampire, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna turn into a little bat. I'm gonna or turn into smoke or a wolf. I read Dracula. That motherfucker has all sorts of powers. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> You're gonna start seeing Congress is just like we put up garlic on every entrance into the chambers. <laughs> We'd like to be clear, you are not invited. Do you think it's constitutional to not invite vampires into the chambers of Congress? I don't know. That's a question for people much more invested in congressional law than us. So instead, I'm going to hit you with a second question from Artsy. Uh-huh. Um, if you were a vampire, would you become nocturnal? Or would you find a way to be able to leave during the day? They give the the explanation of dramatic clothing, lots of sunscreen, hats, umbrellas, etc. I think I would just fully become nocturnal. Yeah, I'm just going to embrace my true nature. Because, like, um, yeah. 
Because when I when I did study abroad in England, I pretty much did that. I mean, it wasn't like healthy, quote unquote. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I uh, I did study abroad in England with Alyssa, and like we didn't um, like nobody else from our um, our college class did study abroad that semester. Uh, uh-huh. Just because that was, like, how it worked out for us. Um, and so I just, like, would literally stay up until sunrise to, like, talk to my friends on the internet. And then would go to sleep and would sleep until sundown. <laughs> Jesus. Because I only had... Because the way, like, my schedule worked out, I only had class, like, twice a week. <laughs> okay. Um, and so yeah. every every day that I didn't have class except for the weekends, I would literally sleep sun up to sundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah becoming a vampire would just be me embracing my worst habits yeah I'd just be like ah bummer i guess i gotta stay up till 4 a.m what do you do it's biology now it's not just my whims being bad <laughs> <laughs> it's not just seasonal depression <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I think as a vampire, I would still have to take a lot of vitamin D, though. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Uh, would you change up your? Would you change up your uh, wardrobe at all, or are you just like fuck it? I'm just me as a vampire. No, yeah, I think I would just. I, I think I would just be like, well, maybe not though. I feel like it would be fun to change up the wardrobe. You're just like you're gonna embrace it and just be like, time for vampire clothing, cloaks and fishnets and everything. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm very much like, I don't know, I'll wear a hoodie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm torn between like, would I just wear pajamas all the time or would I like immediately go to Hot Topic? (laughs) I think that there's like, there's two kinds of people in the world. There are people that care about their fashion and those that don't. And I feel like if I was the kind of person that would have changed up how I dressed because I was a vampire... I would have changed up how I dressed for literally any other occasion in my life. And yeah. I didn't really. I never like I, I never like time to turn over a new leaf and revamp the wardrobe. I I I'm just gonna I'm I I'm just gonna be a schlubby vampire. That's just what we got <laughs> going on. Yeah, I I think I would either like be the same or go back to like dressing how I did during like my middle school emo phase. <laughs> Just get, like, really into wearing My Chemical Romance t-shirts again. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I ran into the same problem that, like, I I don't want to cosplay or, like, feel like I can do cosplay. Because I feel like if I dressed up in a costume, I'd go to a con and people would be like, wow, it's fat Luffy or whatever. (laughs) It's I, I wouldn't be just Luffy. And I feel like I could dress up like a vampire and people would be like, wow, it's a fat vampire. And I'd be like, I don't want to dress up like that. So I'll just be me. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to run around like, like, <laughs> I don't need, to, I don't need that. I'll just dress up like this. And then if someone's mean to me, I'll just say like, hey, I'm eating you twice as hard. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, this is a tangent. Um, <laughs> I've got a more important question, Marn. Um, and this one's an important one. I need you to take this seriously and give me the real answer. Unfunny Banana sends in, 
Now that the trailer for the Batman is out, that means that Riddler's Brew is soon to be released. Uh-huh. <laughs> what flavor do you think it's going to be, and what do you want it to be? Oh, boy. Well, hold on. Let me look and see if the flavor has been leaked. Well, I, I, hold on. Before you do that, tell me what you want it to be. Um, You're I'm about trying- to drink Riddler soda. Hold on. Actually, let's just... Let's act like you've never even seen it. You have a can of Riddler soda. You uh-huh. just cracked it open. You're about to pour it into a glass. What color do you want it to be coming out? Purple. <laughs> Purple? Yeah. Cause right- See, I'm well- thinking... I'm thinking green. So here's my logic. Regular Mountain Dew is green, so I don't think they would make it green. Mm, mm-hmm. Because they need to distinguish it from regular Mountain Dew. Sure. You don't want someone to say, just give me green Mountain Dew, and then yeah. someone comes home with Riddler's piss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think purple. Okay. Because I, I don't think there's any purple Mountain Dew on the market right now. I think they used to have like a grape flavor that was... Yeah, it was I think like black purple though. If you looked at it under a microscope, but I, th- I think it it looked black. Yeah. All right, and then you're gonna drink the Riddler's brew. What do you want it to taste like? Um, gosh, I mean, I feel like if it was purple, I would expect it to be grape, but I wouldn't want it to be grape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe no, like I get a that. maybe like a like a mixed berry or like a blackberry. Okay. I think they should do it like uh I don't know if you can do this. I'm going to I'm going to invent new Mountain Dew technologies. Uh-huh. I think they should they should uh make a way to bleach Mountain Dew and then recolor it without affecting the flavor. I don't know if that's possible. Ooh. We're going to pretend it is. I think they should do it how uh Airheads makes the oh. like mystery flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where this is just like the little residue that gets left in all of the Mountain Dew vats. They just collect it in a tub, bleach it and then paint it like green or like a pinkish orangish color like a like a you would expect it to taste like melon that's the color that i would want it to be Mm -hmm. and then it's just like whatever that batch of mountain dew factory runoff tastes like that day Mm, i like that That, that's 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 riddler's brew to me okay so i've looked it up um and riddler's brew is dark blue here i'll send you a picture um, so I think we were close, or I think I yeah, was close, close. I said purple. Um, Riddler's Brew is a mystery flavor of Mountain Dew, though unreleased is purportedly similar to the Voodoo line of flavors. All right, what flavors are Voodoo? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, say, yeah, go off Mountain Dew Discord, give us nothing. So Voodoo are the, like, Halloween mystery flavors that they put put out, so you were also right. Okay. Yeah, they they put out like a new voodoo flavor every year and like it's always Halloween themed and they never say what it's supposed to be and it's always like it's always white. So you were you were technically right uh, like with the Airheads thing. Well, um, hell yeah. Voodoo 2021 is a Mountain Dew flavor. All right, what does this year's voodoo taste like? Starbursts apparently. Okay, well, I got good news about Starburst. Those things have multiple flavors. <laughs> yeah, all of these are like, all of the voodoo pages are like, we don't know what it tastes like, but many people have said it tastes like Skittles. <laughs> I was about to joke and say, tastes like Skittles. Great. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
<laughs> they described it as a generic sweet candy flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just like sugar water. Perfect. <laughs> There's also apparently speculation that uh, Riddler's Brew is going to be kind of like a a soft re-release of Darkberry, which was released as a tie-in for The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, they're just emptying out the, like, 12-year-old vat of <laughs> Batman-flavored Mountain Dew. Which was, which was also dark blue and was okay. mixed berry flavor. They were just like, we still got this, <laughs> we still got the machine ready to go. <laughs> oh, boy. So I guess we'll see. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, you heard it here, uh, probably second or third, folks. Riddler's Brew's coming your way. In early 2022, apparently. Early 2022. Uh, Before we get into the content of this episode, Marn. Yes. If people wanted to see us drink bad sodas, like bad flavors of Mountain Dew... Like the flaming hot cans I am looking at at this exact moment. Oh no, Andrew! If they wanted to tune in to see us drink something like that, maybe on like November twentieth, um, what could they do hypothetically? Well, hypothetically, they could see us on uh, the Extra Life stream on the Orange Grove Twitch channel that weekend. Wow. Yeah, we're doing Extra Life again. So, in person again, which is wild. I get to see people. Um, But if you want to watch us drink bad sodas, we are collecting bad Mountain Dews. We'll drink them on camera, so come check us out and donate for kids. Yeah, uh, Blake and I are going to be driving all the way there, so that'll be fun. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm excited to see y'all. Yeah, I'm excited too. There's... I realized there's a, a bunch of y'all that were at my wedding and recently I was like, oh, Extra Life will be great because I get to like actually see the people that came to my wedding that I did <laughs> not get a chance to talk to. Yeah. Because weddings are, weddings are weird that way. Uh, so yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to like actually hang out with y'all. <laughs> Same. Well, hell yeah. Uh, and while y'all are in town, you might want to download some kind of dating app to try and engage in the hookup culture, as I've heard uh, us millennials do. Um, is there one such app someone could download while they're in town, Marn? Oh boy, Andrew, let's talk about Tender. Oh goody, S- Tender. So full disclosure, we recorded a whole other episode in between the two Tender episodes, and I don't think either of us remembers a lot about where we <laughs> left off. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it out loud. I was just going to play it off. <laughs> um, but no, so uh, where we stopped last time was the, they did a live event in New York City. Um, and it was, there were two groups that had to, um, that had been assembled by the tender algorithm, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to do escape rooms together. Right. Um, and some of them, um, got, I think like an in-person, yeah, some of, some of them, uh, got an in-person dead drop, which is a USB file, um, talking about a private party, uh, for tender users in San Francisco on March 21st, which was like a month away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also got a video clip 
which played on uh, a Twitch stream that had been running concurrently to the like live event. Um, and occasionally in the in the video, you could hear a scream and you could hear someone talking at the very end. Uh, said, I knew this wasn't going to end well. I've seen it before. It's one of the reasons I got out. Man, it's really hitting me. That could have been me tonight. Yeah, so we got someone trying to get out of the vampire hookup culture. And the rest of us are trying to attend more speed dating seminars. So, perfect. Good for us. Yeah. Um. So, this live event was on the 23rd. Uh, and it turned out that they had kind of been planning the seeds leading up to the San Francisco event for a while before that. Um, Because there had been kind of a plot line going on on the app that we haven't talked about yet, uh, which was the Betrayed Mind plot line. Um, And you may remember that Betrayed Mind, uh, we talked about very briefly last time, was a Tinder user who, like, did not trust the app and kind of was prodding people to look kind of further into the whole vampire thing. Hmm. I do um, vaguely remember that. Yeah. And so some uh, users got an email uh, with a direct message from Betrayed Mine on February 10th uh, that said, error user permissions missing. Please leave now. Don't trust tender. Um, and it had a mail ID that referenced a paste bin URL um, that had the text 80-10-L-28-R-10-R-28-L-1-R-19-L-1-L-19-R. Okay. Um, and people realized that uh, all of the texts except the number 80 referred to runway designations at the San Francisco International Airport. So they kind of knew leading up to the New York event that San Francisco was going to be important for some reason, but they didn't know how. Okay. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, on the 16th, um, another betrayed mine email, uh, went out and it had a link to one of the articles on trust no more. And also a new paste bin, uh, that had the same text as before, but on the bottom, it said Bart yellow. Uh, which is a reference to Bay Area Rapid Transit, the BART yellow line. Um, And then a third email went out on the 21st that was all the same text, but it said 16th Street Mission at the end, uh, which is a BART station. Okay. BART yellow isn't just a reference to The Simpson? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. That was my first thought, so Okay. (laughs) Um, and then the, there was a fourth email that went out the same day as the New York live event, which had basically the same contents, except the body text had changed a little bit to reference the New York event. Um, and it basically confirmed, um, that there was going to be this event in San Francisco and like, this is where you have to go for it. Um, people also realized that it was the same time as the as uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference, um, mm-hmm. which was also in San Francisco. And they were like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Sure, two birds, one stone. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the memo that they got on the USB drive um, noted that people were going to actually be invited to the event instead of it just being an open um, 
kind of argy thing. Um, and then a couple days after they got that leaked memo, um, Twitch streamer, uh, a, a Twitch streamer tweeted that they had gotten an invite. Um, and it was a invite from Tender that said, you have been chosen. Secure your place at our VIP launch event. Welcome to a night filled with immersive sensory stations, futuristic culinary experiences, and find out what Tender and its creators have to offer users. As a VIP guest, expect the unexpected. Hmm. Okay. Um, and it had the date and time. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. Announcement show begins at 8 p.m. sharp. Uh, it had an email to RSVP to... Uh, and the RSVP deadline. Um, and people worked out that the location was a 15-minute walk from the uh, the BART station that they'd been given. Okay. I like that they've uh, introduced puzzles that double as just, like, logistics for an event. Just yeah. like, here's a good train station you could use. Or, you know, if you're coming for GDC, here's a time. <laughs> Um, and, when people, <laughs> and when people started to get that email, um, the mail ID corresponded to an updated pastebin uh, that gave them even more uh, directions to get from uh, like the San Francisco airport all the way to the like the block that this event was on. Sure. Um, there was this also ARG. <laughs> There was also a uh, a new Trust No More article uh, that went up about the VIP event. Um, and it also said, It's time that we talk. You know who you are. I've added a new mission to your Tender app that will let you reach me. Well, a version 1.0 of me. A version of myself uploaded to the Tender platform. I may not always be able to answer you directly, though. I hacked into their system, but they are careful and things are touch and go. If my answer makes no sense when we speak, change the subject. To prove that you are a Trust No More huh. member, you will be challenged with three quests. All answers can be found on Trust No More. I, I don't think I said this out loud during our last episode, but is Trust No More supposed to be a reference to Sleep No More? See, I don't think that it is, but it does... Yeah, it feels like it should be a reference it, to Sleep No More. At the very least, they share the same like strange naming convention, which is the only reason that I bring it up. Because it doesn't seem yeah. like it has anything in common like conceptually or like content wise yeah no but i agree i just feel like i should say that out loud in case it is true then just let it sit out and wonder forever <laughs> yeah i like I, I i feel like it's not but it also feels like it should be <laughs> right 100 percent. um but so yeah so on uh, on march 2nd um people uh unlocked a new soulmate uh on tender which was betrayed mine one uh and you can now view uh her profile and her soulmate quests Ooh. um her profile said age 19 blood type a plus bio single recently disillusioned woman looking for like-minded souls who want to turn over all the old paradigms and expose the ugly truths join me trust no more interest computers reading night <laughs> Huh, okay. Uh, the first challenge asked what the name of the collective that Betrayed Mine uh, belonged to was, and Trust No More uh, was the answer to that. Um, 
The second quest that you had to answer was uh, a sinister individual haunts the mind of betrayed mind one. Someone who stole her work, someone who stole her mind and stole her friend, a powerful man in a powerful position. Um, And people realized that the answer to that was Malcolm Chandler, who was the CEO of Tender. Okay. Uh, And the third one, uh, the third quest was Betrayed Mind One is aptly named. Betrayal is on her mind. There's one who wronged her, one in particular, a a confidant, a business partner, a friend. He has a prophet's name and a betrayer's heart. (laughs) Um, And people were able to uh, go back through the information that they'd gotten from the the dead drop in Los Angeles, which was like a box full of documents um, and like notes, and they found the name Job uh, in one of the the letters where uh, it she had written about um, her like research for the Regents dashboard and how it had been like misused, um, and they were like, okay, Job is the name of a biblical prophet, so that must be it. Yeah. Okay. Well, luckily, nothing um, bad ever happened to Job, so I'm sure we're in for a good time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, on March 9th, uh, they also got a sixth email from Betrayed Mind um, with an updated version of the paste bin that had the code 101751. 101751, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it also noted that her chat bot had been updated to 2.0. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so once they once you finished uh her once you finished betrayed minds quests uh you got access to uh a version of her that was a like a chat bot uh it was it was named Angela um okay and you could ask it very simple questions basically um and get answers so you could ask uh why did you join trust no more or just type in trust no more. Um, and she would say, I joined because I wanted to expose the truth about Tender, but my eyes have been open to a lot of other things along the way. I desire to see the truth revealed to the masses about anything and everything that those in power wish to obfuscate from the rest of us. I guess you're wondering who else is behind Trust No More. There is Zeitgeister, who handles organizing all of us and cleans up our articles. Agent Steelman and Tara's Love are writers who are doing this for the greater good of humanity. Lazarus Bob seems a bit militant to me, but his heart is in the right place with his convictions. And then there's me. The people behind Trust No More are believers, lovers, and fighters. They helped me rebuild my trust and opened my eyes to so many conspiracies that plague our world. We might be being watched. That's all I will say for now. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could say, what is Trust No More? And she would, like, explain the site. Uh, you could say, what is Tender? And the chatbot said, Tender is a dating site I helped create with jo- with Job. It uses uh, Pegmol, P-G-M-L. We talked about that last time. I forget what it stands for. As an emotional mm-hmm. mapping algorithm. I still think it's a good idea, but everything changed last year in September. A certain someone took over my company with Job's help. They stole it. They got the copyright to the technology. Do you know who orchestrated this? 
Um, and you could type yes, and she would say, I relieved to meet, I'm relieved to meet someone who will actually listen. I felt like I've been screaming myself hoarse without any sound coming out. If nothing else, this reminds me that this is actually happening. Of course, you learned about him through trust no more, didn't you? That's good. I thought I could trust you. I hoped. Trust is hard these days. I see you were on the path to truth before getting in touch with me. More people need their eyes opened. I don't want them to find me or find you. That's all I can say. So, Here's my thing. On her profile, it says she's 19, but she, like, created this algorithm and a whole dating site. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's online dating. Everyone lies about their age, Marn. I guess. <laughs> In online dating, I'm 25 and I'm six feet tall. <laughs> uh, you could also say no to do you know who orchestrated this? Uh, and she would say Malcolm Chandler is the one who took over the company, a company founded on my breakthrough. Job helped him to throw me out of my own project. This isn't the first time Malcolm's done this to anyone either. I did some digging and he's taken over lots of different companies. He's been trying to get more funding and attention for the Fraser Foundation. It would be bad enough if he were doing this just to turn a profit, but I can't shake the feeling he's got some planned in mind for the site and the algorithm. Hmm. Um, you could ask, uh, who is Malcolm Chandler? Uh, Malcolm Chandler is a venture capitalist. He has his hands in a lot of companies and schemes. He's working towards something called Project Chimera. I don't know exactly what that is yet. Have you heard of Malcolm before? Um, and if you said no, uh, she would say, to put it simply, Malcolm wanted tender for his strategic portfolio. I don't know how he got to Joe, but he ended up getting him in his corner, and together they used a shotgun clause to steal the company and my algorithm from me, since it belonged to the company. Okay. Uh, you could ask about the Regent dashboard... Uh, and she would say, it's a secret second side of Tender. Most users can't see it, but it's there. It's orchestrating the true purpose of the site. You're probably asking yourself the same question as me. What's the purpose of this? I'm not sure yet. Right now, it's tracking cer certain biometric information and details about the users. I hate to say this, but the Pegmol system is per perfect for this exact thing. Whatever they're storing that information for, I know it's being accessed by the so-called exclusive partners, people who are granted access to the Regent dashboard for personal reference. Hmm. Do you know who is behind this? It's got to be Malcolm. He's running the whole operation. Well, him and Job. I've been thinking about how Malcolm keeps trying to secure backing and support from the Fraser Foundation. This may be for their benefit, too. At this point, I don't know. Okay. Um, you could ask about the exclusive partners uh, who had access to the Regent dashboard. Um, and she would say, that's the thing. I have no idea. Information like this is normally used for sales, marketing, politics, all that stuff. You know, the way Russia used Facebook's demographic data to cause divides during 2016. But this is different. This <laughs> isn't, this isn't some publicly traded company or some government with an agenda. Whoever is getting this access, there's someone who has even more reason to be secretive. I don't know what's going on, but there's no way secrets that go this deep can lead to anything good. Some kind of a blood-sucking fiend or something. Who could say? <laughs> uh, you could ask about the Fraser Foundation. Um, and she would say, uh, Job and I created Tender. Malcolm sc 
swooped in and did some backroom politics and took that from me. I guess the Fraser Foundation really wanted tender that badly. I thought maybe Malcolm and Job were building the Fraser Foundation, but I think I was wrong. I think Fraser is something bigger, something they are trying to court or appease. I think whatever it is ties into Malcolm and R&D developing something new on tender called the Regent Dashboard. Okay. The Regent Dashboard. Yeah. I, I bet that there's a bunch of little tiny Easter eggs to Vampire the Masquerade if you or I knew anything about the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet Regent is something in Vampire the Masquerade. It's... Uh, yeah. It's close it sounds enough like to, it should like, be. Yeah, like a D&D or Magic the Gathering card name that I'm just like, Regent something is something that matters in Vampire the Masquerade. I don't know if it's a clan name or a title of a vampire rank or something. I don't know anything about the game system, but I bet that's something. The Regent is apparently an NPC in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, so there you go. Okay. Well, there we go. That's the game that this is for, right? Yeah. Okay. Or no, it's it's the it's a title of um the overseer of a local chantry of a specific clan of vampires. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. <laughs> I'm sure like our two listeners who play Vampire the Masquerade are like really <laughs> seething right now. <laughs> steamed about this conversation. Very mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get some strongly worded emails about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you could also ask about Job. Um, and she would explain that Job was her business partner. Um who worked together with her, and then she would say he wasn't always the kind of person that would do this. I feel like something changed about him, like I'm missing something. I can't figure it out. Um, and then you could ask about Pegmal, uh, and she had this whole spiel about Pegmal. It said, basically, it's an algorithm that learns your habits and figures out how to connect with you on an emotional level. It learns what keeps you engaged on an emotional level and adapts to that. The colors you find uplifting, the music you find meaningful, patterns that subconsciously reassure you. There are applications to it that I think are obvious. The first effort was tender, to help people find connections with people with something more deep than favorite movie or sex position. I wanted to help people connect on levels not even they understood. <laughs> to be fair, having a favorite sex position is a pretty deep thing to have in common. <laughs> um, and she would also tell you... That if you wanted to see the impact of the algorithm, all you had to do was type load Omega data set. Okay. Um, and you could actually do that. Um, you just get the whole algorithm? Yeah, so you could, uh, you could type load Omega data set into the chat bot. Um, and it would return, uh, type help dataset command for more information. Huh. Um, and then it would pull up different, uh, so the help command would give you three basic commands that you could use, which were logs dataset, uh, which would retrieve the list of available logs, uh, dig ID, retrieve a log entry, and query ID, retrieve a specific entry, um, or retrieve specific entities. Um, 
And so if you type logs uh, dot data set, you would get a pastebin link uh, that listed uh, a bunch of log IDs. And then from there, you could dig into each individual log. Um, the first one had a pastebin uh, with the overall statistics of the tender platform. Uh, the second one had a screenshot of the Regent dashboard tracking a user in Sydney, Australia. Okay. Um, it showed that the Regent dashboard uh, would show you a map of any given city with tender user locations pinned on it. Uh, you could filter users on the map by blood type, freshness, and current status. <laughs> Uh, it would send. It gave you the ability to get text alerts when the user was active on Tender. Uh, it showed the status of something called a Tender bracelet uh, and a calendar showing instances of specified emotions in Tender users. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you. It's got to make the blood taste bad if someone's been like really scared recently, right? I guess. Do <sighs> you think blood types are like flavors for vampires? Maybe. I'm just kind of curious where that breaks down. Uh, you could also find a trial analysis sheet uh, for the the user uh, who was shown on the Regent dashboard, uh, Lonely Soul Twenty One, uh, whose name was Taylor Collins. Uh, and it noted that they had been terminated during phase three. Hmm. Okay. Um, there was a log that had a report of various tender users just alphabetized from A through E. Uh, some were crossed out or highlighted. Uh, one log had a corrupted picture. I think was a game screenshot from Bloodlines. Um, okay. There was another one that was uh, a screen cap of the Regent dashboard, um, which uh, was tracking a user called Philosophical Sadist in Berlin. Uh, you could also pull up their trial analysis <laughs> sheet um, and find that they had as well been terminated. Uh, for the record, philosophical sadist does sound like the username of someone who's very <laughs> into vampire roleplay and is posting online. Uh, there was uh, a dashboard screen cap tracking uh, Courageous Fashionista in San Francisco. Uh, their trial analysis sheet was also available and they were processing instead of terminated. Okay. Uh, there's another user in Amsterdam who had been terminated during phase three. Um, and there was one in London who had also been terminated. Hmm. Okay. Um, and all of their, like, all of their um, trial analysis sheets said, like, Project Chimera, Session Whatever, Tender Trial Analysis, and, like, uh, phase one listed, like, um, different, like, fears and stuff they had. So, like, one says, like, pyrophobia, irrational, depressive. Um, and then phase two lists, like, 
interactions with the the tender algorithm and like scores them on like below average average above average um and phase three is listed as reaction to the asmr reaction to oxygen x reaction to stress (laughs) test reaction to liquid (laughs) substance a132 okay so that's fun Liquid liquid substance A one thirty two is just Riddler's brew for the record. <laughs> um, and then so on the ninth, uh, when Angela got updated to a two point uh, people found that asking anything about San Francisco, uh, the bot would return with a response surrounded by little night chess piece emojis, um. Which would ask you to email uh, Sappho the Poetist six oh nine at gmail dot com with Manchuria as the subject in order to get a riddle. Um, and if okay. you emailed, you would get a email back uh, that said a pound of flesh taken at the siege of Rome. The Ponce massacre rages on while Frost keeps me at home. Thetis and Dion kept me company while I struck a pose at the gates of Alcatraz as it closed. Then Twitter's creation gave words worth as I look forward to celebrating McGinley's birth. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I got nothing. Uh, people people realize that uh, each, uh, each line referred to a specific event in history that took place on March 21st. Um, and also oh. each each line had a uh, capitalized word that referred to a poet. So like Ezra Pound, Robert Frost, um, Wordsworth. Um, and people realized that March 21st uh, was also World Poetry Day. Okay. And if you sent that to the chat bot, uh, you would get a phone number. That's really clever. Yeah. Um, and if you called the number, uh, you would get a message uh, which had the song San Francisco's Doomed by Crime, except every instance of the word doomed was taken out of the song. Um, and people found that if you messaged the chat bot the word doomed, you would get uh, the email info contact at trustnomore.org. Um, and emailing that okay. email address got a auto reply that said, "Thank you. You will be contacted in a few days. Keep a low profile." <laughs> and then on uh, the sixteenth, uh, people got emails from Trust No More uh, that said, "Dear Trust No More followers, there is less than a week uh, left before the tender event. If you know anyone going to the event, please put them in contact with me. Gr- ground support is key for us to infiltrate the event." Key members that trust no more are waiting to be contacted. They will each confirm that they are ready with a coded reply as soon as you email them. Once you have all of them confirmed, I will upload Angela 3.0 with the latest intel I managed to gather from various sources. Godspeed. Okay. Um, And the word key members in the email uh, linked to a password protected page. Um... And people found that by emailing each of the Trust No More team, uh, whose names they had gotten uh, from the website and from the Angela bot, uh, just using the format like their name at trustnomore.org, they would get a cryptic response from each uh, email address. And 
they uh and each um each email except for one had uh numbers hidden in it uh that you could either convert uh to ASCII or you could reference a book that had been linked by one of the email addresses um and find the corresponding letter in in that book Hmm. Um, so basically each, um, each email address, except for one, uh, that just linked people to a copy of the Iliad, um, gave people a passage from the Iliad with, um, four letters that had been replaced by numbers. Um, and you could either reference the the Iliad and find out what those letters were, or you could just convert them manually to ASCII. Um, and in doing that, um, they got... Uh, they realized that the letters that they had gotten were an anagram of Operation Pegasus. Okay. Um, and they found that the password for the password protected page uh, was Bellerophon, who was the writer of Pegasus in Greek sure. mythology. Okay. Um, and that led to a paste bin containing uh, a user list of the Trust No More staff. Um, and they hmm. unlocked uh, Angela 3.0. Hell yeah. Angela's is growing and digivolving and becoming more complete. <laughs> um, and 3.0 gave a different uh, answer to the question, who is Job? Um, which was, um, I met Job when I was working on Pegmol, and he was the first person to whom I didn't have to explain all its potential applications. Psychological studies, therapy, more intuitive programming, he saw it all and more more immediately. In fact, he saw more than I did. The dating site was his idea. We could test out the program while also building the funds to work on my other goals. Working with him helped things click. Like, I had basically been using the rubber duck debugging method to help me with my research, but now the duck duck talked back. And it had good ideas. It was nice. I don't know how to explain it. Have you ever been betrayed by someone you trusted, that you felt really understood you, and that you could trust, only to have them shatter that trust completely? It's really hard to work with anyone after that. To not double-check and doubt everything after that. It leaves its own scar, and I hope you got the closure you need to move on. Everyone deserves that. I'll never understand what happened to Job. It just started with him cutting me off in meetings. We always built on each other, but then he seemed to forget that. Then he'd forget to invite me on email chains and to call me back. If I ever pointed out that he was leaving me behind, he would give me an absent-minded apology, unless I brought up Malcolm. Then he would get angry. For some reason, Job idolized Malcolm. His every idea was brilliant, and his work was the biggest priority. Job would support him in any disagreement, even when no one else was taking sides. It was unreal. After a while, it just became a given that Job was Malcolm's right hand. He followed him everywhere. It was unreal and honestly more than a bit embarrassing to see. I suspect that Malcolm used vampire brainwashing on Job. Yeah. Just yeah. putting that one out there. Yeah, this is not, not, mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's someone in this is just like a, 
a thrall? Is that what they call it when you're under a vampire spell? Yeah, I don't... I've had to research so much vampire terminology, Martin. I don't know if that's like a thing in a in in Vampire the Masquerade, but I guess I don't. I don't know. I just assume. Me too. If anything <laughs> can apply to vampires, I just kind of assume it applies to Vampire the Masquerade. I know literally nothing about the game. I just kind of assume that that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, Oper- Operation Pegasus then began on a. At, at midnight on the 21st, uh, when players uh, who had confirmed that they could assist remotely were sent emails uh, requesting assistance in researching information about the event uh, and forwarding all relevant details to the Trust No More team. Uh, the email said, okay. uh, Tonight, Angela will go into the lion's den when she enters the tender launch party. Beforehand, she would like some intel about the venue itself. Your mission is to dig up the building's disturbing history online. The people at Trust No More stumble upon this SoundCloud. Raven River claims she is a ghost hunter who collected information about the venue. Listen to her EVPs and contact us when you have found a relevant clue. <laughs> um, and people that sounds found... a little condescending, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people l- listen to the recordings on... Uh, the SoundCloud, uh, they found Raven, uh, she mentions her Gmail address, and people uh, emailed her asking about the Folsom Street Foundry, uh, which was where the event was going to be held. Um, and you would get an auto reply that said, due to a high number of requests, I am unavailable. I am unable to respond individually to each message at the moment. Please also note that as stated on my SoundCloud, I am a serious ghost hunter and will not reveal my sources and findings to just anyone. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to discuss this further, reply to this email with what those weird metallic banging sounds are. The true investigators catch the details and have the right balance of skepticism, open-mindedness, and attention to detail. Uh, And people found that there were metallic banging sounds in her recording from the foundry that were Morse code that translated to uh, the word blue bloods. Okay. Uh, and if you emailed that to uh, Raven's Gmail, uh, she would send you the article that had inspired her investigation of the foundry, um, which was an article about a woman who had heard a howling scream come out of uh, the warehouse and saw a unidentified naked man run out of the building at great speed and into the street and was hit by an oncoming van. That's probably fine. Uh, <laughs> she called 911 and then the naked man sprang up, seemingly uninjured, hissed at her, and fled. Uh-huh. <laughs> as one does as one does <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um, and so people pass that on to trust no more uh, and they were given their next mission uh, which uh, which was a long email chain uh that was forwarded to them uh, with the addition 
uh, said as part of Angela's grand plan, she needs to take control of Malcolm's medium presentation and the live stream. She knows Malcolm likes redundancies and backups. She knows he will have a spare remote in the venue. Your mission is to find the password of the PDF, find the location of the remote, and let the infiltrator players know where it is. Um, I like that you can see that this message has been forwarded like a billion times to a bunch of different people. Uh, <laughs> the first one in the chain uh, is from Malcolm uh, to Deborah Davis. Uh, says, Deborah, I have made an exhaustive list of the special preparations I need tended to for the launch event. Do try to fulfill them. Check and double check each item yourself. The buck stops at you like an anvil. If anything is amiss, I accept only excellence. Please refer to ID CF one one Oh one for the password to the file. Remember two phobias, one disorder and the ERS first letters only. Um, huh? And then, uh, there was an email from Deborah that said, Mr. Chandler, you can count on me. Consider everything taken care of. I think you'll be pl- quite pleased with the distinguished looking gentleman and the pipe tobacco we've paired him with. Uh, and then that was forwarded from Deborah to uh, Elizabeth McDougall. Uh, said, Elizabeth, I'm so sorry for these last minute demands. Mr. Chandler wants everything just so for his presentation and gave me new specifications for the stage sound system, media, and DJ booth. He can be a very demanding boss, tyrannical even, but I misspeak. He's brilliant. He's teaching me a lot. Success has a price. Anyway, I know you'll handle it. You're such a genius with the technical details. Uh, and then that <laughs> message is forwarded from Elizabeth to Sebastian Feynman, uh, <laughs> with the caption, Hey, Sebastian, looks like we're going to need you at work tonight for some last minute changes. Pain, I know, but the client wants what the client wants. Get it done, and I'll owe you one. Uh, and that email, email is forwarded for Sebastian to Agent Steelman at Trust No More. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the original email from Malcolm had a password-protected PDF uh, attached to it. Uh, and people found that... Uh, Two phobias, one disorder, and the ERS were a reference to one of the, the like, tender user files found within the Omega data set. Because uh, remember how I said they all had, like, their phobias and stuff noted? Right. Um, so they had to find uh, the one user who had two phobias and one uh, disorder noted, take the first letter of each of those, and then grab their ERS number, and that was the password to the PDF um okay and the pdf was a request from malcolm to his actually i wonder if i can i wonder if i can just like open this hold on it's yeah okay it's neat that they kind of gave us a fake database and said this is now like a source for solutions in these puzzles Mm. i like that yeah it's fun um Okay, let me put the password in. I want to look at this PDF. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it says it's a, it's a list of requests from Malcolm to his PA, and I want to see if it's funny. Oh, I'm yes, sure sh- it's it got to be full of good shit. <laughs> Deborah, the key to a happy Malcolm is to follow the preparations on this itemized list to the letter. I am taking the time to be specific. If you are not exact in your execution, you are wasting that time. If you ask me questions already answered here, you are wasting my time. Do not waste my time. Incense. <laughs> I require a certain scent in my dressing room. One part frankincense, one part dragon's blood. Resin only. No blocks or sticks. Burn the mixture precisely three hours before I arrive. Make sure the charcoal is doused one hour before I arrive. 
I require a separate room for my suits. Nothing else shall be kept there. (laughs) My presentation talking points are to be in my room. Place the spare remote for the projector in the DJ's booth. Anastasia Dilator de Auvergne and Cornelius von Rivius are guests of maximum importance and are to be treated as such. Fulfill their every request. Do not ask me for permission. Whatever they ask, grant it. My fountain pens are to be inked in the following rotation. Red, black, persimmon, and royal blue. It will look purple to you. <laughs> All I can think of is the uh, the scene in... What we do in the shadows, the the show, uh-huh, uh-huh. when they go to the Halloween store and the one vampire is like, it's creepy paper. And the guy's like, it's crepe paper. And he goes, it says creepy paper. Oh boy, Andrew, there's more to this list. Hell yes, give me that creepy paper. <laughs> During the hours of the event, there is to be a distinguished looking gentleman, 50 to 60, in formal wear, smoking cherry pipe tobacco. He is to smoke in the room until the end of the event. Under no circumstances is he to speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> no one among the staff for the event can be named Dan or Daniel. Fire and rehire is needed. I will not explain why. <laughs> I'm actually on board with that one. <laughs> I saw a great TikTok today that was, uh, someone was like, every Daniel, when they try to sign up for an account on something, there's a guy in a car that's just like, you know what, I am the man. (laughs) So Daniels are out. Daniels are out. Uh, And he also wants a leather-bound copy of The Prince by Machiavelli in his room. Oh, good. Oh, good. And that's it. That's the list. Oh, God. It's a good list. Uh, and all they needed from that was to know where the, the remote was, so they, they just passed that on to Trust No More, mm-hmm. uh, who passed it on to Angela. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> uh, the next email I got uh, was uh, Angela's conspiracy theory contact sent her a vague tip that two of Malcolm's associates are attending the party tonight. That they are of some nefarious significance. Your mission is to search the social media with, in hand, the names of those two individuals, Cornelius Van Rivius and Anastasie de la Tour de Auvergne. I'm pronouncing that so wrong. <laughs> Prior to the party and set it up to the infiltrator players. Or, and send it to the infiltrator players. Once they find and photograph the individuals, spread the new photo online. Okay. Um, they also got a email. Um, buh, 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 buh. Uh, said Angela needs to sneak into the tender launch party, and she's sending out the call to both your agents online and the infiltrating players attending the party in person. Your mission is to acquire an online map of the venue so as to guide the infiltrator players through the proper door in order to sneak Angela in. Remember what Agent Steelman said, Sebastian Feynman is the key. I told you to keep his info that you would need it in the future. Uh, and there was a link uh, to a Google Drive folder... Uh, that contained the uh, the file structure of four LPs by the band Crime, uh, who had come up previously because uh, the song their song "San Francisco's Doomed" was on the um, 
the voicemail of the phone number. Um, people had to find where that specific song was stored um, in like the the file maze. Um, okay. And going all the way to it gave them a zip file called Sebastian Feynman the Key, uh, which was a password protected zip file. Uh, the players were not able to find the password to the file during the time span of the live event. <laughs> uh, so the players who were at the event had to smuggle Angela in themselves through a back door, uh, which had not been the plan, I assume, for the live event. <laughs> Probably not. But it worked. <laughs> Look, w- live events, dead drops, it's all the same. It it. It's it's got to be perfect. Otherwise, you really got to improvise. Uh, and then people realized the next day uh, that the key that they had been given previously and were told to keep safe was the phone number, <laughs> which was the password to the zip file that would have given them the floor plan of the event. Okay. <laughs> I I truly think that, like, if you are trying to plan a live event for an ARG. Here's here's Andrew's game design corner. Let me put that hat on. Uh if you're designing a an ARG where a live in-person event is part of the thing, I think the hardest puzzle should be getting there. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I'm with I, you. I, like I think that every other puzzle mm-hmm. needs to be easier than navigating an airline's website. I mean, to be fair, this was for, like, the people who were staying at home and not, like, actually attending the event, but I, I agree. I mean, even even for those people, because part of the event is that you need the event to run. And so I think that, like, I don't know, I, th- I feel like you need to give people less a capital P puzzle and more the illusion of a puzzle to make people feel like they're working together. Is is I get where that's why I would always prefer to do something like a uh we'll probably talk about this soon on a podcast, but something that never came through for us was a scavenger hunt that we were gonna set up. Um like something like that I think really works in ways that a I don't know, sometimes these like really deep puzzles don't because you need it to be something that's easily solvable within like you know, two hours or whatever your time limit is. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Like anyone that's ever thrown a puzzle at like game players in a role playing game know how tough it is to maneuver people working on a puzzle in the real world and supposedly inside of a game too. Like sometimes you just got to dumb it down for folks and make like the interaction between folks be the hardest part. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think. I think your live events need to be as simple as possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I realize it's easy for me to sit here and like armchair game dev about a, a game that happened years ago. But if anyone's out there planning an ARG right now, I hope that you take these lessons to heart. <laughs> Which I've learned from other people doing it the hard way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have real experience. I'm just hearing all these other people and being like, maybe puzzles should be easier. <laughs> Sometimes puzzles that are easier are better. Sometimes. Yep, yep, um, yep. So yeah, uh, so the the live event uh, a- attendees um, 
got their own kind of set of emails with uh with missions in them. Um, and their first one said, uh, Tonight, Angela will enter the lion's den where the tender launch party is being held. Beforehand, she needs some intel about the venue itself. Your mission is to case the building and take some photos of it before the event. Also, I noticed suspicious activity on, near a trash can on the side of the building. Can you check it out? After that, I've posted a tender employee near the entrance. She will brief you on what's to come. This person that will grant this person will grant you uniforms that you must wear all night. The secret code to gain her trust is Pegasus. Also, convince her to get you to Angela and sneak you inside. Um, they found a trash can with a number of blood cover syringes and cotton balls. Um, and then they got through uh, a secret entrance. And met the planted employee, and were given uniforms with the Operation Pegasus logo. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. Um. And then they were tasked with getting the remote from the DJ booth, uh, and giving it to Angela. So they had to kind of sneak around and steal the spare remote for the projector, uh, and give it to Angela. And then it uh it culminated. In uh, Malcolm giving a speech that you can watch on YouTube. I'm just going to send you the video. Cool. It's fairly long, but I also am not going to read the entire speech and describe to you what happens, but I could just send you the video. (laughs) (laughs) Double, double toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. A provocative image. Witches bent over a cauldron, adding ingredients to their bubbling, swirling brew. Ladies and gentlemen, in the common vernacular, an emotional connection is often referred to as chemistry. I myself prefer the term alchemy, a marriage of science and art. And so I give you tender, the science of emotion. Tonight, we are going to reinvent social media. How will we do that? Well, let's look at what others have done. Social media has revolutionized the world. However, there is one thing it gets consistently wrong. You. Social websites, dating websites, they can't properly convey you. Profiles, questionnaires, they're dull, clumsy tools to communicate the totality that is you. Don't you get tired of putting your inner essence in blocks of text? Don't you want something more innovative? Something more intuitive? We at Tender want to master the alchemy of emotion. We want you to be able to share what's bubbling in your cauldron. We want you to be able to share the texture of your personality, the taste. To that end, we have combined bleeding edge technologies and superior formulas It's a system unlike anything that social media has done before. A system I am very eager to share with you. A system I can assure you we have patented the hell out of. (laughs) But connection is not a spectator sport. That is why you here tonight and you out there online will help vote on key features of Tender. You will vote to direct the very future of Tender. But where are my manners? 
Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Malcolm Chandler, and I invite you to join me in reinventing social media. They did a really good job picking a guy who looks like a tech bro, but also a vampire. Yeah, they... (laughs) (laughs) As someone that works in tech, it's not hard. Yeah. We'll probably link this video in the show notes so people can watch it. (laughs) This is great. I like this guy. Yeah, it's good. It's just... so, So basically what it is is he's, like, giving a... Like a a tech bro talk about like tender yeah and be like yeah you can like vote online for like the different features and here's why tender's good and you should use it <laughs> also a gaming convention if i was a vampire i could go to all those i just have to get like an overnight flight or whatever probably not a flight because yeah. you fly above the clouds but uh an overnight you know over travel overnight and then uh you go to a gaming convention those places are never lit i don't have to change anything about my lifestyle this is perfect yeah exactly all right so we've got the tender ceo talking to us at this event so what happens after that so like three minutes into the video he like pulls up tries to pull up a slideshow and it it glitches out uh, because people had gotten the the remote to Angela, and okay. then Angela like interrupts his presentation. Holy shit! This app uses an algorithm to manipulate you. <laughs> I like that when she when she's like they're using MK Ultra for their app. You hear people in the crowd go woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she crashes the party and rants about Tender. What happens next? Uh, and Malcolm is like, well, you shouldn't listen to anything she's saying. Like, she had to leave the company because of, like, her mental health. And, like, she, like, fell into this, like, conspiracy theory stuff. And, and like, all of their stuff is kind of crap. Um and they start arguing, and then, uh, let me find it. I just, I just skipped ahead in the video, and I'm seeing people dressed as stereotypical vampires on the stage. So yeah. Okay. So about ten so minutes she, in. <laughs> yeah. So Angela's like, uh, you can't erase the stains of all the evil that you've done, not if it's shown under the right light, and then the lights go out and are replaced with UV lighting. Um. And it apparently wasn't, like, completely visible on the stream, but, like, a ton of, like, bloodstains showed up on the floor uh, that had, like, handprints and, like, it said, like, run and help me and stuff like that. Hell yeah. Uh, and then, uh, and then Malcolm was basically, like... Yeah, you're right. I'm a vampire. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) (laughs) And then a bunch of, like, very stereotypical vampires are on the stage right now. Yeah, so the the streams are, like, cutting in and out. Uh, Like, a bunch of other vampires showed up and, like, started menacing Angela. And the video started, like, cutting in and out. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) 
And uh, and the other vampires start attacking Malcolm for like revealing that he's a vampire. <laughs> it's this if is you a... if you skipped if you skipped to like ten minutes and fifteen seconds, you could see a bunch of the vampires attacking. Yeah, I just saw that. It's very. Uh... <laughs> I get some flack for this. It feels very uh, Twilight to have one person be like, I'm going to reveal vampires to the world and then have a shadowy group of vampires who all look like the most vampire ass vampires that have ever (laughs) existed. Step out and be like, no, you need to be more subtle about vampirism. And it's like, look at yourself. You look like a Union soldier with, like, white face paint and fucking a vampire cane. Like, what do you think you're doing here? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and so Angela escapes. The vampires are like, well, we're going to have to clean up this mess. Uh, apparently it was reported later that the attendees had been gassed <laughs> to make them forget that vampires exist. <laughs> Uh, and then they showed the trailer for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Hell yeah. And that was the end of the the arg. That's it for Tender? Yeah, that's it for Tender. Damn. Well, alright. As far as ARGs to advertise for a video game go, that one's pretty cool. I wish... I know we don't say this very often, uh, but this one feels like it kind of ended really quick in a way that I wasn't expecting it to end right then. Yeah, I feel like this. I, I feel like this is kind of a weird one because it, it kind of feels like they were given a deadline of like we need to like have this trailer out on GDC. Mm-hmm. So like I I feel like there there's more that they could have done with it, but they kind of didn't really get a chance because of like the trailer was out and like the game was coming out very soon. It's weird. Cause this feels like the end of act two and it feels like there should be more like to the tender story that just, cause it feels like this is right when it's ramping up to like build to something yeah. and then it just kind of deflates right after they're just like tenders going public. And then they're just like JK. No, it's not vampire. The masquerade done. Yeah, like, JK, the vampires don't want to be seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just kind of weird. This feels like an ARG reveal that could have... <laughs> this feels like it could have just been an email. Hey, we're not going to go forward <laughs> with the program at this time. Bye. We don't need to do a stage show about this. Someone should um, retroactively game jack this ARG and come back with, like, a... <laughs> third act yeah i it really feels like it feels like they were building up to like something in this game that uses like the full-on tender app and maybe i i'm sure that developing an app is expensive and hard to do and that like they maybe that's not something they were in in the cards for their ad team and putting that together but it really feels like they were building to something like that the whole time and then they just never and right as they say that they're about to go public with it and do it, it stops in a way that doesn't feel it doesn't feel like we stopped it from happening or we stopped this. It just feels like eh, people behind the scenes decided they're not doing tender anymore. Vampire the Masquerade. Ta-da. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird. 
I'm a li- yeah, I'm really disappointed in how this ends. I wish there was more. I really like Tender and working within that system, and it's a shame that they kind of end it with just a stage show to say JK. Yeah, I like I I have I found that I really enjoy Allison Smith's ARGs. I'm excited for like whatever they do next because <laughs> I I really liked I like talking about this. I like talking about um the the No Man's Sky one that they did that was much longer than this. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, they've they've definitely shown that they can do stuff with a longer time frame, so it's a a shame that this one this one really feels like they had an initial time of x weeks and then they got cut back like actually it's going to be six fewer weeks you know we decided we decided we wanted to end this with the trailer reveal not have it go through the ad cycle to release or something like that is really how this ending yeah. feels um, yeah and I, I i kind of appreciate that they got it feels like they got a little m- bit more leeway with no man's sky because they were doing it as like different updates to the game were coming out uh-huh um, so they, they had a lot more time Yeah, 100%. for that. And like, they, they actually could do like three acts and, and build up to stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Well, I guess if that's the end, <laughs> I guess it's time for us to go through and rate this one. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. I guess we, we've started talking about this, but how do you feel about the story of this one, Marn? Overall, now that we've come to the end. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, literally, like we just said, it, it kind of doesn't really have a third act. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I liked it up until then, though. I like the, I like what they're putting down. I like the first two acts of the story. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I was really getting into it. It's a, it's a shame that I feel like a third act was kind of pulled out from under the game, because I was yeah. really enjoying where this was going, and it felt like... I don't know. It really feels like it ended unnaturally. And I Yeah, it it feels like they were setting up a bunch of like threads that f- like in the live event they were like, "Oh, there's like these two mysterious guests." And they just like didn't do anything with them. Yeah. So, it's it's definitely it it's really a shame. It definitely feels like there's some meddling behind the scenes that caused this to not come to the full fruition that I I would have wanted it to, but what is there is really neat, and I do like that end scene. You're absolutely right. They cast a guy that's a perfect blend of tech and vampire <laughs> to host this this event. I, I really liked all that. Um, it's just a shame that it kind of feels like it ends really quickly. Yeah, I like I like a I like an arg that does a live event and pulls it off really well. Yeah, me too. So I think they get points for that. I don't know. I I would give it like a seven, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'm. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna be a little meaner. I'm gonna go with a six or a five, <laughs> just because I feel like I don't know. I liked what was there, but I I feel like it needed what wasn't there, and that's a real shame to me. Yeah, no, so, I, I get it. Yeah. Um. Well, how do you feel about the puzzles in this one? I liked them, and I like that they did a lot of live stuff that never really went awry. Like. They 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 very clearly had their like live events and and uh like dead drops and stuff very down. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think we talked about that a little bit with No Man's Sky too because they did a lot of dead drops for that one as well. Yeah, I I think that the puzzles in this one are really good. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, their live events are cool too. 
I <laughs> yeah. I know in the in the in last episode we talked about a lot of different um, puzzles and uh, like riddles that they had, and those were all very clever and took a lot to solve them. That was uh, really smart and interesting puzzles, <clears throat> and I I think that those are really well implemented, and I I like the the quest structure that they had for the dating app in this. Yeah, one. it's like it's kind of interesting to like. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to, like, talk about two args by, like, the, the same creator very close, because, like, I still remember a lot of the stuff from the No Man's Sky one, and it's, like, you can definitely tell that the same people wrote both of these, because they both have, like, the chat bots, and they have kind of, like, these tiered missions where, like, you have to, like, unlock these different memos and stuff, and kind of, you can tell what their style is. Uh-huh. And I, I think it's neat. I like I like the puzzles they come up with. Yeah, I wish that we had a... I, I guess other people have this more. I, I wish that we had a more connected map of, like, these puzzles are all made by the same people, or, or these ARGs are made by the same people, and so uh, I'd love to do a deeper dive into the, the ARGs of such and such company, I think would be kind of neat. I think that you could do some interesting stuff if we looked at, like, um, the company that did I Love Bees, because I know that they have a lot of, you know, games for a variety of genres under their belt. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's really neat looking at and comparing, you know, one to the other. How do they evolve and change over time? That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I was thinking that also. I would like to, at some point, like, go back and look at a bunch of uh, F- 42 Entertainment. I think that's who it is. Um, yes. Their, their games and... um. And kind of compare like their their puzzle style throughout all of those games. Mm-hmm. Well, it's <clears> kind of <throat> interesting because it's not like, I mean, in video game development, you'll occasionally get a studio that's like, you know, here's our first person shooter game, and then our next game is like a tactics game. Uh, but normally, you'll have like a studio that puts out, you know, we're Firaxis Studios will put out, you know, these games that are all in a pretty similar genre that play with similar conventions. And so you can kind of be a fan of a video game studio. Um, and it's kind of curious because you don't really get that that much, I don't think, in ARG space. Maybe it's just that I'm not closely connected with people that are just like, oh, hell yeah, 42 Games is launching a new ARG. This time it's about Halo. Like, Maybe I'm just too pulled back from that group of folks that would think that way, but it's it's very often like, oh, there's an ARG for Tinder. Oh, there's an ARG for uh, you know for this, and then later you're just like, oh, it's the same people that did this. But I'm curious how if <laughs> I'm curious how much of a culture there is of people that are fans of ARG creators. I think that we're just outside of the I'm just outside of the like industry space enough that I don't see any of that. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. All that is to say, I like the puzzles here. <laughs> ten out of ten for me. Yeah, I agree. Ten out of ten. Well, hell yeah! And uh, replayability. How's this one rate for you, Mar? Um, I mean, it's it's well documented. I wouldn't say it's necessarily replayable, but you can like, because like, I you can't get into the tender website, which is where all of the quests and stuff were. Um, but you, all of the other websites are still up, um, and it's all very well documented on the Game Detectives wiki, so, uh, like, seven? Mm-hmm. 
And and being an ARG for a I wouldn't say that it's a big video game franchise, but it's like a video game for a franchise that's well known. Uh there was writing about the game that was being done as it was happening too. I know um I want to say Polygon had pieces going up about it. I think uh Vice Games Waypoint did some stuff about it. I don't remember specifically, but I know that there's coverage of it too, which is a little rare for ARGs, but there is some supplementary stuff out there for that stuff too, which to me is an interesting part of replayability because you get to see a bit of an outsider perspective of like, hey, here's what's going on in this tender thing that we think is Vampire the Masquerade, but we don't know for sure. So that'll always get an extra point for me. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least... Marn is a dating app set up by vampires that seem like they're trying to get prey. Is that fun to you? I had fun talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think this one's really fun. I like this one a lot. Yeah. I I had fun with this one. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's fun having people talk about algorithms and, you know, (laughs) the ways that people in tech talk about it, but also, like, that weird mysticism element that you find a lot in tech where it's like our tech is magic that will save the world is like the ad copy that so many companies have. It's very funny when that also is about like, you know, we will help you reach your heart's desire and keep your blood pumping. And it's like, okay, you mean that a little too literally here. I like that a lot. Yeah. I I think conceptually, this is just a really fun one. Mm Mm-hmm. And like we talked about last time, the moment when you realize, is this about fucking vampires? It's just a chef's kiss. Perfect moment for an ARG. I love this. So good. (laughs) Uh, More vampire ARGs, honestly. More goofy premises for ARGs. Yeah, I think that people are like scared to go like too goofy with ARGs and also like, I don't know, like scared to do vampire stuff because a lot of People think that it's overplayed, but like, please, more goofy vampire ARGs. <laughs> Hell yeah. I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do a goofy vampire ARG. Vampires are so weird because they're just they're kind of inherently funny if you yeah. if you stick to them too strictly. But otherwise, you're just like it's a monster that sucks your blood. Uh, I guess it's technically a vampire, but we're not going to listen to any of the vampire lore. So it's great when people stick to vampire lore. This is really fun. Yeah. Uh, Should we get into recommendations? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, What have you been up to lately, Martin? My recommendation for this week is a vampire show. Oh, hell yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, Alyssa and I just caught up to the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. It's really good. Go watch it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know we set like the last the past like week because uh season three like just ended tonight on the night that we're recording this um and last week Alyssa was like hey season didn't like season three end or like isn't it gonna be over soon we should just like watch all of it because we had started season one like a year ago and then not kept up with it uh-huh. um and so then we just like sat down and watched all of it like pretty much all of it over the weekend because uh, the episodes are only like 25 minutes long mm-hmm. um, and there's only like 10 in a season I think so yeah we just we I think we'd speed ran it over like five days or something like that <laughs> um, yeah I'm I'm in that same boat I saw all of season one but I haven't seen two or three 
Oh, it's really good. The The new season uh, is, like, incredible. Hell yeah. No, I've heard, I've heard oh, nothing so but good. good things. I just, I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, it's good. Um, Matt Barry is so fucking funny in it. <laughs> is he the uh, energy vampire? No, he he plays Laszlo, the the British vampire. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah 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 they're all they're all great, <laughs> but yeah. yes I yeah I love the whole group I love um who's the the servant guy oh uh, Guillermo Guillermo Harvey Harvey Gullion is thought, so good yeah he's, oh, all the actors in it are so good uh huh Oh, shit. You know what? We're this is a, a surprisingly quick recording tonight, so I might go watch a little bit of that tonight. Yeah, do it. I'm I'm gonna see if Alyssa's awake so we can watch the season finale. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh my recommendation for this week is a uh there's a new video game out called Inscription. Um spelled with a Y. I-N-S-C-R-Y-P-T-I-O-N. Um I downloaded it on a whim because I heard a bunch of other people saying that it was fun. And it's like a kind of a spooky deck builder game where you're it's it's a deck building roguelike game. So you are building a deck and then if you lose, you kind of go back to the start and start over. Um, But then it's also a like the plot of the game is that you are sitting and playing this deck builder basically as part of this like tabletop rpg that a creepy old man that you only see as a pair of eyes is making you play in a cabin but the thing about this cabin is that you can stand up from the table and look around this cabin and like solve escape room like clues to unlock new cards and figure out a puzzle and try you're trying to play this game to break your way out of the cabin. Um God, I need to play it so bad. I do not want to like spoil anything too hard or anything like that. Um but I thought I went to I went to stream this uh last weekend and I thought, you know what? I'll stream a couple hours. It's a deck builder. I like deck builders. We'll see how it plays. Um and then I got to my first like, it's it's a you know it's a rogue like so it's like Hades or something mm-hmm. like that where you can you can win against the final boss, and usually that sends you back to the beginning. Um, and I got to my first clear in this game, and something happened that quickly made this game my game of the year. Ooh. Um, the way that this works with a deck builder roguelike formula is incredible, and I would recommend you check it out. I I can't yeah. say any more, <laughs> but I will say that it's definitely a game that you would enjoy, and I'm pitching y'all to play it at Extra Life. I want you to play it so bad. Yeah, I'm, you're one of like 10 people who's recommended it to me at this point. Martin, I'm going to buy this game for you right now. Oh my god! I'm gonna, if I buy this for you, will you play it? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably play it this weekend. Hell yes! Then I if will. I have time. All right, then I will. I'll lock it in. <laughs> oh god! Hell yeah! Uh, <laughs> well, f- folks, I think that's going to do it for us. So, if you want to support the show and help me buy Marn video games, go to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
you can go to our Patreon. That's at patreon.com or Patreon. Just search for the Argonauts podcast. Uh, otherwise, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corp Survivors. And you can find us together at Argonauts Pod. Uh, otherwise, you can email us with longer messages at ArgonautsPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we read everything that we get in, even all the scams. Uh, but we don't respond to everything necessarily, especially not the scams. So please feel free to send us anything. Um, beyond that, again, please keep an eye out. Uh, November 20th, we are doing the Extra Life Charity Fundraiser. Uh, please come out and support us. We'll be live on twitch.tv slash the orange groves. Uh, and we will be playing for 24 hours, uh, on site. We have rented out studio for this. So yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> we're, we're doing a bigger production than usual. So, uh, we're excited <laughs> to have a lot of fun. Uh, so come check that out. And, uh, yeah, until next time. That's a ARGS, a baby. <laughs> That's my vampire voice. That's all I got. That was a little bit too Italian, I think. <laughs> I'm a vampire. Hey. <laughs> you know what my Nona calls the blood? That's the red gravy. Hey. <laughs> hey, DJ. Give me a Home Depot style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew. What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking podcast where i call my grandma jane and explain to her the plot of an anime podcast titled don't listen to my dad a lin-manuel miranda epic rap battles of mystery podcast what if we call it the podcast minds there but for the grace of pod go we and it comes out every friday <laughs> riley i want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons here. <laughs> what's the difference <laughs>